Sometimes, Daisy, we just gotta suck it up. That's my friend Eker's very baritone voice. Repeating for me for dramatic effect what he has actually said to me a lot of times in real life when I have whined to him about being overworked and not feeling like doing anything. He might just be right. Sometimes we do have to suck it up. But then again, there are constructive ways of working through low adrenaline, energy and motivation. Here is how. You're listening to The Fresh as a Daisy Show, a podcast that inspires professionals to work happier and take care of themselves through the longest of work days. My name is Daisy Hazra. My career is in advertising, but I also spend time curating wellness practices and other good stuff, a lot of which can be inbuilt into your workday. I'm a lists person. I start my day with a list of things to do, two in fact, uh, one which is like life and things as a whole and one that is just work. Uh, these have all my deadlines, deliverables and basically goals for the day. On most days, I'm able to strike off post items on my TTD. But then there are those days when I find myself not wanting to do anything at all. There are also times when I find myself stuck, like productive in general, but stuck at one specific thing that I just can't seem to get past, as if I'm stuck in a ball of gum. We are all human. It's no crime to feel that way, really. And it happens to the best of us. Now, over time, through learning and listening, I have tried to collect an arsenal of tools and tricks that help me release myself from this ball of gum situation. The simplest of my tools is creating situational support which is harnessing the physical situation around us to help us move forward towards our goals and complete tasks. Simple changes to my physical environment sometimes makes it easier to do stuff that needs to be done. This could mean visible reminders like post-it notes on the laptop, bathroom mirror, desk, etc. to capture my attention and remind me of the most important non-negotiable thing to do for the day. Or... It could also mean keeping actual physical things and objects in close proximity uh, at very visible places that one needs to kind of like get on with stuff that's to be done. For example, packing my bag to go to the gym and putting the shoes that I will wear at the gym and leaving them by the door all lined up can help me get past the work after work slump and actually head to work out. Situational support is basically altering the physical environment around us to be more conducive towards achieving goals and completing tasks. Now, situational support works for me mainly in things like going to the gym or doing my meal prep, activities that require me to get up and take physical action. It also serves as a good reminder of things that I tend to ignore, like popping my supplements, for example. Then, There are things that one feels a mental block towards. And there are a different set of tools that work in getting past these. One very effective such tool is something that I picked up from my old friend Muskan. Muskan is my ex-colleague from the early agency days and a digital marketer by profession. Here's her repeating something that she told me years ago. So the idea is to force start. Basically, show up. And do even one person or whatever you've set out to do. For example, I want to excel at yoga, but the the whole idea of investing one hour every day is like really daunting. And 
you know, finding out time is a problem, etc, etc. So what I do instead is like just do one pose for two minutes or five minutes, but do it every single day. And now wait for the incremental effect to kick in. Four start. Forcing yourself to take the littlest first steps. You might start out inching forward at snail's pace, but suddenly it makes the task ahead easy and opens up the flow. I find the forced start method to be most effective in getting started on things I find boring, like filing my tax returns, for example. Situational support and forced start are both ways of getting up and getting moving on the day-to-day. However, there are times one needs higher inspiration, almost purpose to power through the lack of motivation. Or just a harder push because you simply have such an overwhelming number of things to do that it's even like sometimes physically impossible to get as much done in 24 hours. My favorite person to discuss purpose and productivity with is one of my oldest friends, Smriti. Smriti Thingra, general manager of digital services at an agency in Vietnam at the moment, full-time fitness enthusiast and part-time coder, is one of the most efficient people around me. She knows how to keep going against all odds and here's how she works around low motivation. Sometimes you don't feel like doing anything. On those days, it's important to remember why you started. As cliched as it sounds, this approach has really worked for me. So I usually break this down into two steps. First is goal setting. Now I have a list of things that I desire both personally and professionally. I will break down my goals into smaller milestones with a timeline. This allows me to keep a track of where I am in my journey. Second, I reward myself for every milestone reached. It could be something as small as taking a day off from the gym or indulging my sweet tooth with a cookie. But it allows me to stay motivated to work towards my goals. This is known as delayed gratification. The process of working today for a reward tomorrow. So, setting myself up for small wins allows me the satisfaction of reaching one step closer to my goals, plus taking the time off to celebrate regularly helps me see myself through low motivation days. Goal setting and delayed gratification. Both require you to pause and recognize that taking small steps right now are leading you closer to your larger goals or towards a reward in the near future. Both these methods require one to look inward and derive the impetus to move forward from within. Now, in stark contrast to this is external accountability. When looking within seems like hard work, I turn to external accountability, which is simply enlisting a friend who checks on your progress or you pledge accountability towards. Working with a study buddy or a gym buddy somewhat works on a similar principle. So find a friend. Tell them how you don't feel like doing anything at all. They will in all likelihood ask you to suck it up. But then again, get them to check in on you later and report your progress to them. Speaking of friends though, some of the best systems of motivation have come my way from friends that are solely accountable to themselves. Young entrepreneurs and their own bosses. My friend Sally, for example, one of the most entrepreneurial and disciplined people I know. I've known Sally for about six or seven years now. Sally is Turkish-German and Berlin is his home base, but
but in reality, he has set himself up in such a way that he's completely location independent. So one day he's in Cayman Island and in a week in Fiji. Sally has worked to operationalize his business in such a way, which is in manufacturing socks and e-commerce, that he is able to work remotely from all of these fantastic locations. But then again, he does have to ensure he gets up and gets his work done each day. This is how he stays productive. The way how I do it is I do a step backward. I mean, at the end of the day, we are all human beings, right? So we cannot work perfectly or execute perfectly every day. We are not machines. We do have emotions. We can be sometimes lazy or we can be also sometimes even more productive. Productivity is also not always on the same level. However, um, being lazy, you know, is also fine. It depends on the mood. So that means if I am, for example, uh, having a lazy day or I do not feel very well to motivate myself, I concentrate on, you know, very basic things. I mean, instead of doing 10 things, I try to say, okay, let me do two things or one thing, you know, at least as much as you can do. And the more you accomplish, the better you feel, you know. And um, it's also fundamentally for me, it's important what makes you happy besides work or whatever. For me, it's sport. If I do sport, if I exercise, I feel happy. And I, I, I'm much better in a shape to pursue my schedule. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, it doesn't make sense to do a list of 15 points a day where you know, okay, you do not feel very well. Pick your battles and prioritize what's important. Also go easy on yourself, do what makes you happy. Something that I tend to overlook very easily when in a mad rush to get things done. Now, another young entrepreneur who has impacted and inspired me in the time that I have known him is Blake. I have an immense lot of respect for people that work for themselves tirelessly chasing dreams, especially when the returns are not exactly just around the corner. Blake Deakin is one of them. He's the founder of Cyber Insurance Australia, an insurance brokerage firm in Brisbane. At 27, Blake took the leap of faith to leave full-time work in order to start his own organization, which is flourishing today after several years of focused hard work that he put in. Also a frequent speaker across lots of panels across Australia, here's parting words from him on how to stay motivated against all sorts of lows life may throw at you. Motivation is a problem we all face at different times. We often focus on the end reward for the task at hand as motivation to push on. However, some days these rewards or personal goals aren't enough though. When I run into the motivation brick wall, so to speak, I think about the people or things which give deeper meaning to my hard work in the long term. For example, I may be motivated for a short time by a monetary reward, overseas travel or an exciting career position. In the long term though, how do I want to be perceived by the people that I love? Do I want my parents to be proud of me? Do I want to be a role model for my kids in the future? Do I want to have the financial stability to take care of my family? Do I want to be remembered as someone who helped others? There are always deeper motivations or drives in our lives which sometimes take years or decades to achieve and realize. I believe recognizing these motivations for yourself is important and can help push through when the motivation gas tank is running empty. Deep, but also very true. That brings us to a fitting close to this chat. 
we looked at situational support, force start, goal setting, delayed gratification, external accountability, task prioritization, and when nothing else calls out, remembering your greater calling. All ways that help me work by dipping adrenaline and keep going. Hope there's something in there that can help you too. Have a productive week. That does it for this episode of Fresh as a Daisy. Remember, our commitment is to being our most vibrant self. So do what you need to to be your happiest version at work and outside. Thank you for listening and have an amazing week.